Welcome to the Water Cooler. Today, we'll be talking about Battle Royale. Not Battle Royale games that are all popular amongst them whippersnappers today, but Battle Royale the movie, which I believe, Paul, you have just finished watching, haven't you? It is so fresh in my brain box right now. Yes, I just finished it. I haven't even said a peep to you. For, first time though, right? Like this is the first time you've ever seen it? Yes, my Battle Royale cherry is no more. Did you did you know of the movie beforehand? I, I really didn't. I'm not sure how this flew under the radar for me, but you recommended it. I asked a, a close mate of mine if he had seen it. He loved it too, and that's it. That's all I knew. Perfect. Let's talk about Battle Royale, the movie. All right, so uh, I have been watching this movie many times since probably about 2003-ish, early 2000s. Movie came out in 2000, took me a little bit to get to it because, um, you know, I, I think it was, uh, I, I don't know if it was ever officially released in North America, at least not into theaters. So it took a while for the uh, reputation of the movie to spread out this way. And then, you know, I heard about it for a little bit before finally watching it. Um, I was really into a lot of more foreign cinema at the time, especially from Japan and Korea and China. They were really coming into their own around that time. Um, and, you know, in some cases like China, they were really coming into their own a bit earlier. But, you know, we'll not get into that right now. So I've been watching this movie for quite a long time, for a very long time. I've defined it as being my favorite action movie of all time. Um, so I'm very, very excited and curious to hear what you have to say about it. In case you couldn't tell, if you didn't like it, I will destroy you. <laughs> you know, this is a, a tiny cynical little bastard inside of me that almost hoped I didn't, just so just so everyone <laughs> could hear you screaming at me as I screamed at Jones in the fast lane that one time. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, I loved it. It's it, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I I was aware. After you told me, you know, Google it, asked me, mate, etc. I was aware that it, it was some sort of uh, a cult classic. So I, I was, and I trust your taste. So I was basically, basically trying to say I was aware that I probably should like it, mm. which was a good thing because that made my expectations really high. And whenever you have high expectations and they're met or exceeded, then it's truly, truly something special. And this right. was. Now I I did ask you about it, and you did kind of um, look it up real quick, and uh, which. I generally, when I recommend this movie to people, I tell them not to look it up. I tell them like go in as blind as you can. As much as I loved it, knowing what the premise was, I think that there's just that added little bit of um, extra experience in the very beginning if you don't know where it's going, and then it just hits you. Uh, so you know, uh, again, I'm going to take this moment to cue into saying to all of our listeners, if you have not seen Battle Royale the movie, uh. Go into it knowing as little as you can. Some of you by now already know what it's about, but if you don't, don't look it up. Just go in, just fly blind, just take our, uh, our ju just take our recommendation, watch it. I, I won't necessarily guarantee you'll like it, but I don't think I know anyone who doesn't like it. Um, I hope that doesn't overbuild it to you, but trust me, your best shot, in a worst case scenario, your best shot of liking it will be to go in blind. Yeah, so exactly, kind of, kind of a spoiler warning. You know, if if you haven't seen it, 
put this on ice and maybe come back. Oh yeah, um, this will be all the know, spoilers. We're going to talk about everything yeah. that happens, I'm sure. So if you haven't seen it, what are you doing here? Get out. Um, I'm not your mom. I can't say, I can't say. If I was your mom, I'd, <laughs> I'd say, I'd say, don't hit your brother or something. But I'm not, so you can do what you want, but we suggest you don't. Yes. And also don't, don't hit your brother. It's not, it's not cool. Um, <laughs> no, this movie was amazing. I, I, I can see why you say it's best to, to look up or know as little as possible. And luckily, when I, when I looked it up, I was mostly just trying to find um, what the cover looked like so I could find it in an online store or whatever. So I didn't actually read about it, which was good. But what I was going to mm. say, this uh, movie kind of reminds me, now that I've seen it through, reminds me of, um, or what you're trying to say reminds me of almost like a walkthrough with a game. Like, like the, this this movie was a cool little brain exercise to, to kind of piece together some deeper meaning. And I feel like if you were to look it up or learn too much about it, it would be like a walkthrough and it would kind of spoil. It would walk you through what's going on as opposed to, you know, really having to think about it. Which I don't know if that's because I'm doff, but I did, after it was over, I had to sit there for like five minutes. with mm-hmm. like, you know, popcorn over my lap and crumbs looking like a slob trying to figure out what just happened. And I think I got a grasp on it. We'll touch <laughs> on that, but... But I mean, awesome. there is a bit of a giveaway in the name. It says Battle Royale, which is kind of a spoiler in and of itself. But uh, at the same time, I think, uh, you know, there are a lot of people who I have had watched this movie and uh, quite a few of them. I actually made sure that they went in blind. Like I gave them the DVD and said, don't read the cover. Do not find out anything about this. Just watch it. And I think a lot of it is because there is just that little um, it, it's just so out there. Uh, but in a grounded way, it's not like out there, out there, but it just, it, it commits to its premise so much that, uh, if you don't know what it's going into, it, it it's kind of hard to believe that that's what, where they're going with it. You know, it's like, you kind of yeah. don't think you can't imagine anybody would really go in that direction with this story and that's where they go it is it is full full tarantino yeah we're, we're going to go into like the full-on spoilers here so you've been warned um the premise as all of you know because you've seen it is about high school kids i i think it was like grade nine or ten uh is the age of the characters that get abducted thrown onto an island equipped with um either weapons or random pieces of equipment or items and just told to kill each other until one is left and there's a little bit more than that but not really a whole lot more but also way more like it's just i I can't even i don't even know how to really get it all out uh because so much wants to come out of me in in all at once right now in terms of explaining this movie yes uh, god i i know i kind of hesitant on where to start too i I guess i'll start by just expanding on what you just said uh, that they they've done an awesome job in the the architecture of the story to um to make sure there was there was no way out you know right there's sectors on the island if you're in a sector at the wrong time you'll get blown up so you know they they filled in all the potential plot holes there are none they filled them all in in saying you know well if you all just decide you know not to uh not to die, well, then at the end, all, you know, the callers go off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going into that, but we didn't even mention callers yet. So, yeah, there's a lot to unpack with this one. Yeah. Yeah, everyone has uh, everyone has callers. Uh, they will die if you tamper with them. They're, they're meant to track you and to monitor if you're alive or dead. Uh, if you're in... There's danger zones that activate. I, I don't know how much this is already uh, familiar to people who've played battle Royale games. Cause I never played a battle Royale game and we're going Same. to touch on the battle Royale games just in a little bit, but um, uh, 
I, I don't know what you need or don't need explained to you, but yeah, there, there are danger zones that come up. As you know, because you've seen the movie, obviously, you wouldn't be here if you've seen the movie. So um, basically, they just they just keep it going. They just keep forcing these people into fighting each other to make sure that if there isn't one last survivor at the end of three days, then they will all die. Right, right, exactly. So I think it's pretty clear, like, yeah, I know it seems like a pretty unpredictable movie, and in a lot of ways it kind of is, but I think it was pretty clear from the beginning which characters would make it to the end, but are there any characters that you particularly rooted for or kind of really wanted to make it, other than, like, the two main protagonists? Um, I, you know, I guess during the film, it was kind of all three of them. I think I took a shine to Kawata. Um, who who is the the third member uh, with the yellow bandana for mm-hmm. for uh, anyone who needs a visual in their mind real quick, um, just because he he was so compassionate and it was such a contrast obviously to everything that was going on and and I did suspect obviously you know suspect that he was going to turn on them, but as the film went on I, I kind of started doubting that that would happen and then spoiler obviously he did, but he didn't. And yeah. so it was just that that was just one of the many roller coasters of this film that they ran like five parallel twists at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I was to answer your question. Sorry, that was I went on too long. Oh, to no, answer your no, question, no. I I, I kind of like Kawato the most because uh, of his compassion. I, I liked his backstory with the girl. Obviously, it was really fascinating that he chose to chose to be in this game. You see, basically seeking more answers than victory. Um, yeah. So I thought he was a cool character. How about you? Um, well, first of all, just to uh, just to talk about Kawato for a second. I actually, um, I, I don't want to say I was disappointed. Not, nothing in this movie disappointed me, except that I was really kind of hoping that the two transfer students would both be villains rather than uh, one of them would be a good guy. I kind of just wanted, like, you know, we knew the two main protagonists. I was just hoping that both of the stranger characters were just going to be, like, uh, psychotic killers or something like that. So, um... That's the only thing that I kind of... I, it worked out for the best. Obviously, this is, worked out way better than uh, if they had actually gone the way I was kind of hoping it to go. But there was that part of me that just sort of thought, like, oh, man, these two badasses, these are going to be, like, the two bosses of the right. whole thing, right? And by the way, the other one, not Kawada, the other um, boss-level guy, he, he... Yeah, thank you. He He's really convincing as a psychopath. Yeah. He, I mean, from his very first shot, where he's kind of chin down, eyes up, into a shadowy light all throughout the rest of the film, he, he portrays an awesome, screw-loose kind of character. Mm-hmm. But for favorite character, and it, it's kind of funny, I over the years, I've asked quite a few people who've seen the movie who their favorite character was. Not necessarily who they think would win, because, you know, that's relatively obvious who is going to win but just who your favorite character was and everyone had um within the same like five to six to maybe like same 10 within the same 10 characters um but people had different favorites mine was actually mitsuko or mitsuko i I don't know how to pronounce um the uh, use in japanese because sometimes they're there and sometimes they're not but basically she's like the uh She's like the one student of the actual class that's actually trying to win the game. Yes. And she's the one who goes all around killing everyone up until uh, as much as Kiriyama was pretty much, pretty well. Like they're, pretty, they're obviously being built up as almost equal 
in terms of uh in terms of the competition Yes, you know that was actually literally my my second choice. I felt like uh, like Shuya and, and Noriko were kind of just just so supposed to be the favorites that I attended. I uh, looked outside, and I, mm-hmm. I loved her because well, before the, the, her backstory, I'll, I'll take a step back. I, I loved what you just said that that she was all game. Like uh, the best the best part of her character development was when they show that shot in the first the first morning they wake up there, and she's just calmly putting on makeup. Yeah, like that. That that was awesome. It almost gave me like chills. I'm like, this girl's fucking mental. Like she's just calmly like making sure she looks real good to go do murders, mm-hmm. and that you know just showed how confident and like cold she could be. Um, and yeah, like you said, I, I loved how she was just well into it. Like just I'm gonna survive. And it's weird because like if I didn't have anyone, let's say in this scenario, I'd like to think I was like her. Like look, mm-hmm. this is what it is. I'm not, you know, we're not killing ourselves. We're not going to panic and cry. We're going to fucking just, we're going to survive. Uh, we have to. And, and she, she embodied that. And, and then when you learn about her, her backstory with her father or stepfather, uh, undressing this doll that has her name. And then he says, well, now it's the real Mitsuko's turn. Um, it was just disgusting. Um, you know, you, you completely understood at that point why she was a bit of a loner, um, which also was reflected in the Requiem at the end. You know, everyone's cheering at a basketball game and she just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. falls into the background. Right. And so leaves. this is where it gets kind of interesting. This is actually where it gets kind of interesting because you clearly saw the director's cut of this movie, which is actually yes. I have not seen the director's cut of this movie. So we're actually going to be ah. talking a little bit on a slightly different page here. Because my favorite, I, I, I'm aware of some of these scenes. So you're not spoiling anything for me because I, you know, I, I was pretty uh, obsessed with Battle Royale for a while uh, after seeing it. So I am aware of a lot of these scenes that you're referring to. But uh, those, two, like especially the backstory, those are not given in the original release. Like she is just, oh, no. and that's why she's my favorite. Because as far as anyone knows, she is just a like just a kid. In in the class with nothing exceptional about her except that she's the one who decided to win. Right, right. That's so interesting. So yeah, you would you would have a complete uh, not completely, but a, definitely a varying uh, opinion of her because she never strayed from being just a cold blooded killer. They didn't yeah. like humanize her in the regular cut. Yeah. Right, and that's interesting. See, I I could see your way your perception almost being superior. Because that is such such a cool you know aspect, like just a survivor you know through and through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say they they waited so long in the film uh, before they show you that that cut back to her childhood that that you that I kind of got to go through both emotions where I rooted for her as just a, a survivor, and then once I heard the backstory, I just kind of doubled down. I'm like, oh, well, go get him, girl. Like, yeah, fuck him up. I, it's, <laughs> you know, trust no one. Go. Yeah. Um, interesting. But I mean, and uh, I hear a lot of people say that. Uh, and I know a lot of people prefer uh, the director's cut. I know a lot of people prefer the book. Um, I don't know very many people who've read the full manga, but I heard uh, you know people do like that too. I did read the book, and I think there is a lot taken. The, the book does expand on her backstory a lot. It expands on the backstories of like, everybody, pretty much. Uh, and that's why I actually consider the movie to be a superior experience for me over the book, because I think that... Uh, a lot of people, and to each their own, a lot of people want more answers, and that's what the book gives them. And the, the director's cut, to some extent, will also give more answers about why people are doing what they do. Whereas for me, I think 
probably also fueled by the fact that they filmed these scenes. So they did have that backstory that they're working from, even if they ended up getting cut out. So they, they, they came across as very complete rounded characters, even if I didn't know who they were or what was informing their decision. So there it was, everything was left to my imagination to figure, to just sort of fill in the blanks in my head not even filling the blanks, but just sort of like just observing the end product of here's three days of these characters that have lived their entire lives that have years of relationship built up between each other. And it all comes down to, okay, now you have to kill each other. What do you do? And I just think that, um, I, I just think the mystique of it all, especially the mystique of Mitsuko and, um, just the mystique of the story just it was so much more emphasized by by having little bits of information unknown right no i i could absolutely see why cuz like you said you get to play around in your imagination a bit and and wonder what what breeds that type of person because i i specifically had that thought during the film um quite early on where two of the children decide uh, that they're not going to play the game and they they throw themselves over a cliff commit suicide and I did take a second after that scene to just stop and think like what kind of surroundings create a child that, that would just rather fold and, and, and take their lives as opposed to try. And mm-hmm. it was, it was, you know, it's quite a kind of trip. I mean, maybe even psychologically speaking, it could be because I have a child. Am I, am I like asking myself, like, how do I, how do I raise <laughs> him to never give up like that for fuck's sake? Yeah. I mean, give it a shot, mate. Um, but, but so anyway, I, I got a slice of your experience with, with the, the earlier back characters that they don't go into, um, to, to be able to relate to what you're saying. Where, where like for those kids that, that committed suicide, they didn't cover their backstory. So I got what you got from the whole film, uh, with the regular cut where you get to kind of imagine it. And it was it was well cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there, there are definitely characters that words are sort of like, oh, that, you know, there, there's no point. Let's just die together. Uh, I, I think to answer your question, I think there's a lot of people who just kind of like they, they just want their destiny to be in their own hands and they just don't want to play into like the whole. OK, they're making us do this. Well, screw them. We're, we're not going to play their game. Right. All right. See, well, that's interesting because uh, the first part of that I had already kind of thought that, like, um, controlling their own destiny and, uh, you know, uh, thinking at it probably uh, more as a parent where I'm like, you know, raising this kid, what, what, what would I do for him in this situation? Because, you know, we're all mental when you have kids, everything's terrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I kind of just decided, well, taking fate in your own hands is, is telling yourself you're going to win and making sure you do whether or right. not you do, you know, as, as opposed to, you know, I'll die my way. It's like, well, don't die at all. It's, you know, take it in your hands and win. <laughs> but you, you just, um, you just brought up a, a secondary point that I didn't think of, which is the rebellious nature of that, where it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to play the game. And this is my fuck you t- to that. So that's really interesting. Uh, the limitations of the movie, especially the time restrictions, I think really helped it because they trimmed a lot of fat, like uh, watching it, the last few times I've watched this movie, and especially now that I knew that I had to talk about it, um, there's really pretty much every death that happens in the movie, uh, unless it's like a quick, like two second cut, anything that's actually given time uh, in the movie is in service of story, plot or character. Mm -hmm. And and there's, there's no false step. There's no like, Oh, this happened just because like everything had to happen because there wasn't time to cover things that aren't important. So everything was even things that seem a little bit, uh, you know, particularly the one with all the girls in the, 
uh, was it like the lighthouse or like the big tower or something like that? And uh, they're yeah, all friends, the but then the they end up, incident. yeah, with the poison scene. Um, even that was kind of like, oh, I, I did have a few viewings where I'm like, well, did that need to happen? I'm kind of like, well, you know what? That was a really important scene in terms of setting the mood and the tone of the movie. Like, sure, it happens like halfway through, so it's already kind of set, but it keeps it going. It's like it, um, it shows these characters who are friends. You know, they're all getting along, they're laughing and joking, and they're all good friends that, you know, don't want to play the game. Uh, cause and effect, very important in any movie because the one girl saw Shuya kill her friend earlier on. She ends, she's one of them. And that's why she's motivated to try to kill Shuya with the poison through a misunderstanding The you know, the, one of the other girls eats the dish and dies. And suddenly like all that friendship just snaps and they're just like, because they don't know who it was for. So they just right. think that somebody there was like, no, I'm going to fucking win. And they're like, okay, now it's on. We're going to do this. Who the, who the hell just did that? And, you know, and it just, everything implodes. And I think that was actually a really important scene to show just how fragile everyone's uh, relationships and emotions are at that, in that situation. And rightfully so. And that's another yeah, thing no, that I... um, really gets me about move, a lot of movies these days is that, um, stakes don't really feel as high as they do in something like Battle Royale or even like plenty of movies well before it. But I find like a lot of modern thrillers, er everything is just taken so calmly and casually. Uh, and I, th this movie really sells the emotion behind every moment that happens in this, in, uh, scene by scene. Yeah. No, you're right. A lot of the modern movies have a feel of like, well, this is supposed to happen in this kind of movie. Mm -hmm. Whereas this didn't even feel like a movie. It was you're just <laughs> yeah. observing what would happen in this scenario. And that scene was really important. It, first of all, it was it was kind of like a like a this is a specific Tarantino scene I have in mind that I can't put a film on. Um may or may not precede this. I am kinda kinda guessing not, where basically the whole room ends up dead in a few seconds because of their inability to, to communicate their problems <laughs> and fears. Um but well, that's a lot of really Tarantino cool, scenes. That's true, yeah. That's probably why I can't pick one. But it, so, anyways, just a cool Tarantino moment. But but what I loved about that was that it um, I, it really highlighted. It was important to show what close friends would do in that situation, which the film doesn't yes. get a whole lot of time to do, especially with the protagonist surviving. Um, but also, it's, it I thought it highlighted like how an adolescent brain would handle it. Yeah, there's just so much so much panic and and poor choices, and yeah. realistic poor choices, <laughs> and and just how no one's able to calm the situation. It's just a very adolescent scene that plays out how exactly how I would think it would with everyone. Dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, this is what they call in professional wrestling uh, selling. They sell the story, like they keep you in. Uh, they make it believable. Yeah, you know, so that it sells the story to you, and it sells the emotion, and sells. Uh, the premise. Yes, and and they didn't. They never. They never threw a murder away. There, there was no just like, hey, there's a lot of kids. We're gonna have to kill them off. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the, all the murders, all the deaths that they showed, are really pretty that I can think of right now represented something. Even the the girls calling for like a revolution with the loudspeaker. Like, yeah. let's try this angle. Somebody would. Somebody would try and be like, hey, let's yeah. you know, let's stand together. Um, I mean, even though the collars don't come off and they'll blow up at the end, I kept thinking that. I'm like, come on, mm -hmm. man, you're not gonna. But literally, anyway, um... <laughs> the only literally the only deaths that were thrown away were literally just like two seconds. Like they just covered it in quick snaps. Like, okay, th these two died over here. Let's move on. Like they didn't spend any time yeah. 
on anything that was just kind of like just uh, trimming the herd. Um, and and as 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 uh, sorry, real quick, as gamers, like you know, I think we both probably have a tendency to look at some of these things sometimes like tactically. Mm-hmm. So that was fascinating too. And my example, real quick, is the one of the I think the first death was uh, the the bigger kid just straight out the gate like everyone runs and scatters but this one kid's like i'm not gonna scatter i'm gonna pick them off as they come out the door (laughs) and i thought that was brilliant like that's if you've ever played like co-ops with anybody there's always you know he was basically a camper spawn camper yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and so even that quick throwaway death it was actually kind of important because i want to see how everybody would do this you know there's there's campers there's it covers the ground of what people would do logically in that situation exactly Mm -hmm. exactly uh, the other really standout um, change that was made between the book and the movie, uh, which I fully support, because yeah, like I said, the, the any changes I'm generally going to be favoring the movie because I just think the movie was pretty damn close to perfect. Uh, that's why it's my favorite action movie of all time. Um, a big change is that Kiriyama in the book is one of the classmates, whereas in the movie he was a uh, he was a volunteer who just wanted to do it for the laughs or not the laughs literally, but you know, he just, he's just so psycho. He was just like, yeah, I, I want to do this. And he just did right. it. Um, but, and it just kind of made the book feel a little bit less convincing because they just happened to have this psychopath in a, in the class and not even in that kind of Mitsuko kind of mm. way where she's just decided that she wants to play the game. It's like, they go out of their way to say that he was a birth defect that, has no emotions and is just like um, this cold-blooded psychotic. He's, you know, he's an athlete who can beat anyone up or he can beat up like groups of kids who try to bully him. And well, they really hype him up to be this uh, alpha psycho crazy loner kid. Or not, actually, not even a loner kid. I think he's like a gang leader in the book or something like that. Like they really hype him mm. up. Um. And it's like, oh, of course, they just happen to have that kid in the class, right? Whereas I think it just yeah. kind of sells the realism, quote unquote realism. Uh, the, it, it just kind of sells the story a lot more to me, uh, making him a transfer student who volunteered to take part in it. That's why he's there, because he is such a psycho, sadistic character that he willingly took part. No, absolutely. That really strengthens the story because it just, you know, there's like a, the one in a million chance that, that your class would happen to have a, 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 a complete psycho killer is ridiculous. So, yeah, the movie did that way better. And, and I was going to say, now, now I get why you, why you were uh, saying that Mitsuko wasn't necessarily insane because you're right. He's he's insane. You're, she <laughs> does. She wants to win. Now I get what you're saying. Yeah, she has a. You know, maybe she's detached from from being able with the fact that she can kill. So you know that takes something short. But you know, he would be the one that's actually insane, where they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good point. Yeah, that's strange. The film. He he again. He did an awesome job acting. Like he had a presence on the screen. The only thing I I wish for uh, in the beginning of this episode, we mentioned that he and Kawata were kind of like the bosses. Um, even though Kawata turned out good. Um, one thing, the, probably the the only thing I could critique. From this film, honestly, off the top of my head, was I was hoping that their their final showdown, let's say, would have been a little longer or cooler. Cooler. Mm. 
there was fire. He, you know, they shot through flames. That was kind of cool. But I don't know. They were from the get go. You know, from that first time they're all gathered together. You know that these two are different and and kind of extra confident badasses. So I was, I was hoping their showdown would be a little cooler. But um, um, mostly just glad Koala won. Yeah, I think this is kind of something that we will slightly disagree on. Um, I, I probably wouldn't have minded if it was made a little bit cooler, but I think it was still just good as it was because I think it was. Um, I think. Uh, it would have elevated it to an action movie if they had a more climactic final encounter. But the fact that it was just so that's true here, it happens. It just made it seem just so much more down to earth and grounded. That's true. No, you're right. You're right. I'm glad you said that because that changes my mind on the critique. You're right because mm-hmm. it's I'd say careful what you wish for because you're right. If they, if they did take it too far, it would have been a blatant showdown. And I keep praising its realism mm-hmm. that would have ruined that. Because I, I like that there's no real action scenes. Like, even though there's so much death, there's it's just there's no real action scenes. Like, that's the closest thing we really get is just like the showdown between or um the the face off between Kiriyama and Kawada. And that's really all it is. Because like even when um uh when Kiriyama kills Mitsuko, it was like a surprise attack at first. And the rest was her just like fighting for dear life as he finally right. guns her down. It's like not even really like, is that even an action scene? It's just, that's just what would happen. Like she was just so determined that she was not going down. He just like unloaded a clip into her before she finally just her body gave out and she wasn't able to fight anymore. And, um, but even then the whole scene only took like 10 or 15 seconds or something like that. Cause it was just literally, um, a, a surprise attack, and then she has just enough life in her left to give a struggle before she dies. Right. Another one of the things that really hit me, even like the very first time I saw this movie, like I actually remember how much it just, uh, uh, I, I just, it's hard for me to admit this because it just made me smile so hard. Uh, and it's one of those things that elevates it above the book uh, because it's like just this stylistic choice that you can only do in a movie. You can't do it in a book in which from the moment the first kid dies, the text comes up on a screen and they're doing a death tally and a countdown to how many kids are left. Uh. And was that in your version? It was. It okay. was. Yeah. I, I kind of didn't. I don't think I realized what that was until you said it just then. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and, and I think just as soon as I came up, I was just like, oh my God, like this is just going to go balls to the wall. Like this, excuse me, I still have that cough. Um, This is just committing. Like this, uh, it just sent a chill down my spine. I just couldn't help but smile. Just, you know, the, it, it wasn't even like a proper. Uh, in the game death i think uh it, well not think i know uh one of the girls is talking during the uh during the tutorial or whatever you want to call it the uh, uh um you know the beginning when they're t- teaching everyone the rules of the game the girl's talking so the teacher takes a knife and throws it at her head and kills her like on the spot and then the words come up on the screen saying like um this girl's dead, 41 to go. And I just lost it. I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe they're going this far with it. Like, this is amazing how much they're just like doing this. 
Yeah, that gave me a huge stupid grin. I was like, "There's even a kill count. This is awesome." And and how they they just numbered them like girl number six dead. I'm like, "Oh my god, that, yeah. that was so cool." And yeah, for me, I I think I think it was prior to that, but there's it might not have been. But the first time it really hit me, what wasn't a death? It was just when he just strikes someone right in the face. Yeah, because you know the movie's still fresh. It's just getting started. They're blatantly children, especially innocent looking in their outfits. And then he just walks up and just fucking strikes him down right in the face. I'm like, all oh, right, they're hit there punching kids around. <laughs> There's something almost more violent about punching a kid on film than anything else because it's yeah. so raw. You're just like, God damn. All right, he just belted him right in the fucking gams. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you said it in the beginning of this episode best. They committed. They, they did not let go. And that's mm-hmm. why it was awesome. And, and the kill count was actually I – mean, it's great that they started right away and they did it consistently. There's not a single death that they left behind – in the kill count uh, or kill count down, I should say. And I think that really added so much to the movie because you get to see how far away uh, or how close you're getting to the final little bit. And, you know, obviously when you get to the point where it's just, um, uh, you know, there is a point where it's just everyone's dead and it says four to go. And you know that that's, those are those are the four people. Those are like the, the the three protagonists and the antagonists. That's all that's left. And then um they you know the 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 three protagonists are just outside where a big explosion happened, and then you see the Kiriyama coming up out of the flames. And because you know, there's no question that anyone else might be alive. It's like, no, there's four left. Those are the four people right now on screen in the same right. area. This is the moment and just like you know it just nailed it every little bit there's no misstep everything was deliberate and everything just added and it just nailed it out of the park and i just there's a lot more information that's given in the book but it didn't have that just guttural like punch in the stomach that the movie gave me yes yeah it was awesome because you know when when it's flashed full left like, even though I think I kind of knew, I still stopped really quickly just to take, or maybe it was when it said eight left or whatever, I just stopped and took inventory. I'm like, so wait, is he still out there? Oh, fuck, he is. And then, like you said, then it switches to four. You kind of look down to four, you look back up, and you're like, holy shit, they're all together. Like, this is this is going down. And speaking of, of relentless and committed to, to murdering as many children as possible in this film, um, I, I really yes. liked the, the, the little subplot with the hackers. And the the reason I loved it is because uh, there's that part of me that's used to, let's say, I guess Hollywood films as opposed to this crazy shit. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, being used to that, you're like, there's no way they're going to kill all the kids. There's, there's got to be, there's going to be a lot of blood, but there's got to be somewhat of a victory at the end where like, you know, most of them get away or half of them, whatever. There's, there's going to be that. Like, there's no way they're going to just off, you know, 38 of the 41 kids, whatever. Um, well, of course, at the time you think one's going to survive, but, but I love that story because it was it was such a well masked diversion, where mm-hmm. I was like, is this it? Like, I, at no point was I convinced, but I was hoping not. I'm like, please don't be this hacking thing, and then their collars come off, and then like you know these ten, twelve kids that are oh, left. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. I, I I'm like you know, and but again, the movie's buckled down. It's you know, it's just sat bolt upright. It's like no, we are killing as many kids as possible. I assure you, don't <laughs> <worry>. <laughs> yeah. their efforts are futile. Um. And I guess this is we're wrapping this up or coming close to the end here, at least. Um, I also love that it's just a it's a bittersweet ending. Like it's kind of not even really 
that sweet either. It's um, uh, so Kawada dies after rescuing them. They become fugitives. Battle Royale hasn't been stopped or anything. It's still going to happen. It's just these two <laughs> happen to survive. And now they're on the run for the, from the law for the rest of their lives. Uh, the only thing I'm going to say to the ending is do not watch the sequel because there is a sequel. I feel bad even bringing it up. Um, I owned the disc because I bought it sight unseen. And for a good 10 years, I used it as a doorstop in my apartment. It was, <laughs> I, I literally, you could ask friends of mine who've been to my apartment because when I let them in, um, I, I live in an apartment, so I got to buzz them in the first door. And when they get up to my actual, the door of my unit, they will find the, my door propped open by having the Battle Royale 2 DVD wedged into the, uh, between the door and the floor. Wow. No mercy kill. You're like, no, the death penalty would be too, too kind to you. You're going to live this one out in solitude, mate. Yeah. I'm like, you, I want. I just want the DVD that it's printed on to think about what it did. <laughs> if it strays from the door, I will step on it. Just to <laughs> remind it, it's shit. <laughs> Gave that CD a bloody complex. Um, I will say it, that level of disdain for what is an inanimate object is so passionate and impressive that it's made me almost want to watch the second one just to see how a man could hate a film so much. Um, not by any means thinking it would be good, but just to see how <laughs> something gets on that level of shit listed. All I'm going to say is this. If you do watch it, we are not going to do an episode on it because that would require me to watch it again. And I am never going to watch that movie again. No, I, I think I'm going to let it go because I, I, if it was like a, a, a remake that sucks, that'd be different. But the fact that they're going to potentially carry the story on, I, I don't want that. I, I want it to end where it, where it is now. Because like you said, it has a, has a cool dystopian ending. Like you said, they don't even, you know, unlike, you know, the ones that blatantly kind of ripped it off, in my opinion, like Hunger Games, uh, they, they don't even get into the politics or tearing down the system. They, they just have to fucking survive. So so they leave, the, the program's still happening. And I, I, I just, when the credits roll for me, um, I just had a feeling they were fucked. It was like the, you know, yeah, basically one one by like you know, yeah. I mean, I could I could imagine a good scenario for them if I want to, but ultimately, like, you know, the whole nation's probably looking for them on murder and this and that. So, mm. and that's basically fucked. like the theme of the movie, right? It's just it, their lives will yeah. always be haunted, and their lives will always be like uh, challenge after challenge thrown in front of him because like, his entire life has just been that, and it's not ever going to stop. And it's just that kind of like depressing uh ending that's just sort of like well that's the end of this story anyways see you later guys and it's like there there is no yeah. happily ever after and he had a cool line um towards the end of the film where he, he said you know even though i'm not even good at it i just have to keep fighting and yeah i thought that was a cool line as far as like that's how life is where it's like you know so many people obviously you know i think we all most of the time feel like we're not you know, good at things or good at life in general, mm -hmm. uh, put my hand up. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's that cool kind of like humility behind it where it's like, you know, you don't even have to be good at it, but you do have to do it. And that's, yeah, that's, good that's what life is. So it was, it was pretty cool um, little tie in. So any, um, any final thoughts on Battle Royale? No, I mean, thank you for recommending it. I think is my final thought. It was, that was a, 
awesome experience. One of the coolest movies I've ever seen. Now I, I'm going to, uh, for my final thought and you know, you can uh, say anything uh, at the end of this, if you need to add anything in, but my final thing is in regards to battle Royale games. Uh, I actually did think for a very long time, uh, what would it be like to have a game based on a premise like battle Royale? And this is like 10 years before they actually happened uh, or something like that. I don't know when the first one was. Um, I have still not really played officially an actual battle royale game because it suddenly occurred to me as soon as they actually started making them, uh, or at least as far as they became popular and I'd see this little clips of people playing it. I was like, okay, you know what? It's the premise is only a small part of what made battle royale interesting to me. It was about the characters. It was about the stakes. It was about the relationships none of which you get in a video game or at least a multiplayer online video game. It's like, you're not going to get that. There's this like, uh, if you die, you just start a new game. It's like, there's no stakes in any of this. There's, uh, everything that I love about the movie will be completely devoid and absent in a battle Royale game. And that's why I just like, yeah, you know what? People have fun with it. It's very popular. I'm not criticizing that. Go ahead and do whatever you think is fun. But I, I can't muster up the motivation to get into something like this because I already don't really like online multiplayer interaction to begin with. And just this seems like if it's basically just everyone for themselves and there's no cooperation, that, that that's just kind of... I know that was the spirit of Battle Royale, but characters had to get pushed into that mind frame a lot of the time, you know, a lot of people didn't want to do it. A lot of people had, you know, when you're faced with that situation with people that you grew up with, it's going to be different from um, going through the situation with somebody in a different country that you've never met in your life. Who's saying that he slept with your mom, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that was nice. Well done. Uh Very well, slow clap. Um, so that's that's the perfect point. I, I and I agree. Not being a fan of those games, not critique them. It's your life. Have fun. Do what you want. I encourage it, mate. But for me, it's it's not my thing. And like you said, what it, what those games don't have, it sounds cool on paper, but it, it turns into just another way to fight online or on a game because there's there's no there's none of the consequence of the story. Yes, like you exactly. said, stakes. There's just there's no, you know, all the backstory, all the, the just the the greatest part of this movie is the human emotion behind it all like yes. the human experience of a story like this like what absolutely it, what, 100%. what a person would go through and then the different types of, of personality traits dealing with it and yeah when you just when you strip the soul from it like yeah i mean you could you know if you're not into like fighting face to face like a mortal combat then try fighting in a bush that's cool and do what you want <laughs> but, but that's all it is it's just a you know fighting shooting game in bushes now yeah. And that's cool. That's, I'm sure it is. I, I, literally, I'm mm. not. That sounded even more condescending. I'm trying to make it sound nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just do what I, you want, all right? I, I support the premise of the game. I think it makes for a very interesting, or if if not possibly fun, video game. I I haven't haven't played it. I don't know if it's fun or not. But like I said, it, it's not. Even if I derive any enjoyment out of playing the game, and let's assume that I do. Let's say it becomes like my favorite game. It's going to be for very different reasons from why Battle Royale is my favorite action movie of all time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, even even an amazing game wouldn't be able to live up to it anyway. You know, holding it in that high of a regard. All right. Well, you know what? I'm I'm really glad you got to see it. I'm really glad you enjoyed it, uh, possibly as much as I did. I, I I'm not sure if it's possible for very many people to enjoy this movie as much as I did. Like I said, uh, it's 
I, I'm not sure. You know, it's one of those weird things. I'm not sure if I would name it in like my top 10 definitive movies of all time, but I'm pretty sure it's like my top, my number one favorite action movie of all time. I can't think of, and, and I can think of some great action movies like, you know, aliens, uh, predator, um, you know, some really awesome action movies. And I still, and even if I grew up watching those and loving those and like wanting to be, you know, um, characters in those movies, you know, there, those, you know, a lot of those movies are what inspired me to become who I am. Um, but more of a loser in real life. Um, but even still, I just, there was something about battle Royale that just kind of puts it just a little bit higher. And I think it's just, it was just such a, an amazing experience. It wasn't just watching something cool. It was like this whole journey of emotions and a whole journey through a classroom full of emotions. It felt like uh, observing a scientific experiment more than a film. Like it was just so fascinating to watch this all play out. Yeah, bloody ant farm. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Yeah. Thanks for the recommendation. So, yeah. So th- thank you for thank you for finally watching it. I'm really glad you liked it. And that being said, thank you all for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed Battle Royale the movie. I I hope this is your favorite podcast of all time. Be safe out there. Don't do murders, or do do whatever you want, but don't tell anyone that I suggested that you should, or that it's okay. Just in general, goodbye, all right?